Is it genetic or is it the vaccines? Is the title I decided to give my second podcast about autism. There's no definite cause of autism yet, only factors that increase the risk of such. Autism rates in developing countries have risen remarkably in the past 20 years. Yet experts have come up with different theories about the risks that might cause autism. And just as a friendly reminder, Autism Spectrum Disorder, aka ASD, is one of the most prevalent neurodevelopmental disorders affecting an estimated 1 in 59 children, which is kind of a crazy stat to give out. In this specific podcast, we're going to talk about two different perspectives of two different theories given by experts and people who have children with autism of what might be the cause of autism. These two are vaccines or genetics, which is why our title is, is it the vaccines or is it the genetics? For vaccines, the fact that there is no known cause of autism has given the rise of fringe theories, none of which have solid research to actually support them. Among these are the beliefs that vaccines and trace amounts of mercury in one specific vaccine cause the onset of autism in children. This is actually untrue. In fact, one specific study found that higher rates of autism occurred in children who were un- or under-vaccinated, which is pretty ironic. Several studies have not found an association between MMR vaccination and autism, including a study found sorry, that found that MMR vaccine was not associated with an increased risk of autism, even among high-risk children whose older siblings had autism. Despite strong evidence of its safety, some parents are still hesitant to accept MMR vaccination of their children, which is actually pretty unfortunate because these vaccinations actually prevent kids from acquiring different, different diseases throughout their life. Decreasing acceptance of MMR vaccination has led to outbreaks of resurgence of missiles. Healthcare providers have a vital role in maintaining confidence in vaccination and preventing suffering, disability, and death from missiles and other vaccine-preventable diseases. Yet, at the end of the day, parents still have the choice of whether they want to vaccinate their kids or if they want to split the vaccinations just in case they still feel uncomfortable with the thought of giving their kids five vaccines at a time. At the end of the day, this is understandable because parents do want what's best for their kids. And if there's no accurate cause of autism, they'll take whatever it is to prevent it. In my own personal experience, my mom still thinks that my brother actually got autism from his vaccines just because she believes that before the time that he got his MMR vaccination among other vaccines, he was a normal kid. And right after, he wasn't. But at the end of the day, this is one case out of millions of kids who have pretty much have been born with autism. Almost one whole decade ago, most researchers agreed that they needed to study vaccines in relation to autism. They had to reconcile the fact that the number of vaccines children were receiving was increasing. And at the same time, the number of children who were being diagnosed with autism was also on the rise. Fortunately, this was a question that could be studied and was actually answered by science. They looked at children who had received vaccines 
and they also looked at those who didn't or who received them on different slower schedules, meaning that their parents decided to split their vaccines. There was no difference in their neurological outcomes. Multiple studies have been completed, which investigated the missiles, mumps, and rubella vaccination, aka MMR, in relation to autism. The results of these studies are actually very clear. The data show no relationship between vaccines and autism, yet depending on the case, parents think differently, behavioral analysts think differently, and some experts, even though there's been studies showing that there's no link, have different opinions as well. When it comes to the second perspective of our podcast, which are genetics, research tells us that autism tends to run in families. Changes in certain genes have increased the risk that a child will develop autism or, if anything, be born with autism. If a parent carries one or more of these gene changes, they may get passed to a child, even if the parent does not have autism. Other times, these genetic changes arise spontaneously in an early embryo or the sperm and or egg that combine to create the embryo. Again, most of these gene changes do not cause autism by themselves. It's the actual like mix of genes from each parent. They simply just increased risk for the disorder. There was actually a study, which is the largest study of its kind, involving more than 2 million people across five countries, finding out that autism spectrum disorders are 80% reliant on inherited genes. And it might also help ease fears that autism is caused by maternal factors, um, a mother's weight, mode, or timing of delivery, or nutrient intake, for example. The new study found that the role of maternal factors are non-existent or minimal, that actually it is linked to genetic factors from both parents or their history. In addition, autism tends to occur more frequently than expected among individuals who have certain medical conditions, which means they're more susceptible to this disease, including fragile X syndrome, tuberous sclerosis, congenital rubella, and between others. Some harmful substances ingested during pregnancy also have been associated with an increased risk of autism, which at the end of the day, ingesting anything with, that is harmful while you're pregnant is not okay. You cannot smoke, you cannot drink alcohol while you're pregnant because this is what will increase the risk of your child being born with something other than autism and autism in some cases. Moreover, not one gene has actually been identified as causing autism. Researchers are searching for irregular segments of genetic code that children with autism may have inherited from their parents. It also appears that some children are born with a susceptibility to autism, but researchers have not yet identified a single trigger that causes autism to, re to develop, meaning that autism can actually cannot actually be found while you're doing genetic testing for an unborn child. Whenever we want to talk about pros and cons of both of these perspectives, one pro could be that both of these kind of give us a lead 
fucked up finding a cause of what truly causes autism, yet they're not liable sources. Many people think are the vaccines, many people think it's genetics, other people think it's environmental, but at the end of the day, each one of these increased risks have not been 100% identified to be the cause of autism, which leads us to our con that there are still millions and billions of kids who are being diagnosed with autism every day and not one expert can stand and firmly say this is the cause of autism so many of these causes that people and experts tend to think that are the cause of autism do not give these parents answers they just make them more worried because these kids with autism that they're worried about are their kids. And as parents, like I said before, we want nothing but the best for our kids. And if something has caused them to be the way that they are, we would like to know why that happened or why that's the cause. They do know that there's no cure yet, at least, but I feel like families would love to have some closure. In conclusion, both of these perspectives have been rated the top two causes of autism, yet there's not a specific one that has been 100% proof to be the cause of autism. Hopefully in the next couple of years, there can be a link and a definite cause found by our experts with the help of science to help our mind to be at ease about autism. That way, kids that are being born in the next couple of years can either be prevented from having autism or help to be treated even better than, than they are being treated today. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast and I cannot wait to make my third podcast. Thank you. Have a great night.